Last year, we launched our course, The Data-Driven Classroom, and had hundreds of educators and clinicians take this course with consistently amazing feedback. I heard from so many teachers how this course really changed the way they approach data, how they were able to set up simple data systems, train their paras, and be collecting data to make data-based decisions within days of finishing the course. That feedback made me so happy. Now that course has been closed and unavailable since last year, but guess what? We are reopening the course, the data-based classroom, and I want you to be one of the first ones in. If data is something you have been struggling with for years, let's work on this together. Let me give you all of the tools to make this something that can consistently happen in your classroom. And guess what? Since you are a podcast listener, and I absolutely love my podcast listeners, I have an awesome code for you. When you use the code DATA100, you're going to get $100 off of the course bundle. Now, this code is only going to be usable until March 20th. So you only have one week to use this code, but Data 100 will get you $100 off of that course bundle. So that means for less than $200, you are getting the amazing data toolkit with literally hundreds of data sheets, all editable. And don't worry, I teach you how to edit it. And that entire data-driven course that touches on academic data, behavior data, staff training, and so much more. There's a link in the show notes with all of the information. Let's make this year the year that data really works. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Welcome back to the Autism Helper Podcast. So far on this podcast, I do have quite a few episodes on reinforcement. That's because reinforcement is so important to really everything we do. And today we're going to add another episode to that list. In this episode, we'll be talking about differential reinforcement and how that can work with a token economy. I'm chatting with Jessica McNamara, who is a special education teacher and a board certified behavior analyst. ABA strategies have really shaped how Jessica sets up and runs her special education classroom. I personally love whenever I get the opportunity to chat with someone who has that special education teacher background, but also has the knowledge of applied behavior analysis. So in today's episode, Jessica and I are chatting differential reinforcement. She defines for us what that means and also what that looks like in her classroom. Jessica utilizes individualized token economies with her students, and she does a great job explaining what those look like and how she uses those on a daily basis. Basis to increase positive behaviors with her students. Let's jump in. Hi, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So today we are talking about reinforcement, which is one of my favorite topics, but we're going to kind of make it a little more complicated here and we're going to talk about differential reinforcement. So do you want to explain a little bit what that is? I'm sure teachers are already doing this and they don't even know, which is so cool when that happens. But can you define really what differential reinforcement means? 
Yes. Um, I actually was going to say the same thing too, that I feel <laughs> like it might be a really scary word, but I feel like it's happening all the time, not even in your classroom, maybe at home with your own kids. Um, so yes. So differential reinforcement is withholding reinforcement for either a challenging behavior, a behavior you want to decrease, or a behavior you want to replace. And it's also including providing reinforcement for that more appropriate replacement behavior and incompatible behavior or the absence of that behavior you want to see a decrease in. Okay. So talk me through an example of what this could be. Sure. So a behavior that, so there's differential reinforcement of incompatible behaviors, which in ABA we call a DRI. Um, Big, scary terms, but it really (laughs) just means um, incompatible. So if you have a student that is getting up and running out of their seat, an incompatible behavior you would see with getting up and running out of your seat would be sitting. Because if you're sitting in your seat, you can't be running out of your seat. Um, If you're doing one, you can't do the other. Exactly. Um, So then a differential reinforcement of alternative behaviors is called a DRA, and that is that replacement behavior that we want to replace that maybe not so great behavior with a more appropriate way of getting the same thing. So a student, um, I just think of, we do a lot of functional communication in my classroom. Um, So again, all behavior is communication. So I have um, a student that would maybe hit if he wanted to get a certain item. So an alternative to him hitting was us teaching him to use his words or use a visual in replace of that hitting. So no longer reinforcing that hitting by getting what he wants, but now using either his words or a visual in its place. So still getting the same thing, but in a more appropriate way. So the reinforcer is coming after that incompatible behavior or that alternative behavior. Correct. Yes. Awesome. So, and we're going to even take this, make this one more level complicated because why not? And now (laughs) teachers are going to learn all these cool terms. I hope someone's like, oh, that's an incompatible behavior. Right. (laughs) Because you'll sound real, real expert. Um, Let's tie this into token economies because I love token economies. I think they, in a classroom, just help, you know, a teacher streamline behavior management. How can this tie into a token economy? Um, So I actually use token economies all day, every day throughout my classroom with all of my students um, in different forms, depending on the individual child. I really like to individualize them to the specific student and focus on specific skills that that child might need to work on as, you know, compared to some of the other children in the room. Um, So one particular token board that I use a lot is I actually have a token board with a front and a back. So the front of the token board signifies really, really great things are going to happen if we're following our rules, if we're, you know, doing good listening, all those really good behaviors we want to see. Um, And I actually even include the visuals on the front of the token board. So for example, I have one student that we were really working on sitting, having our hands down and sitting quiet during like a group lesson. Um, So I had actual visuals on the front. So I didn't have to constantly remind this student, you know, oh, you need to be quiet, those things. So again, it acts as that prompt in itself. Um, So when the front of the token board is present, that means that we're, we're following our rules. We're sitting, we're having our hands down, we're quiet. Great. We're earning our tokens. We're earning the iPad, whatever that item might be that they are looking for. Now, if the child begins to engage in a behavior that you know, isn't on that token board, something I don't necessarily want to see, 
then his board is flipped over. And now we have the back of the token board. Now on the back of the token board, it signifies that reinforcement is not available until the appropriate behavior is demonstrated. And again, I have those visuals on the back to now prompt that child to, you know, oh, you're not sitting. So instead of me verbally redirecting the child, which can be very hard to fade in the long run, uh, I just flip over his board and point to the visual and eventually now the child does it immediately because he's learned <laughs> oh when that when that board is flipped i'm not i'm not getting that ipad that i really want um but again it's been very effective um in that in that way and that could work really well for a student with you know maybe an attention maintained maladaptive behavior because you wouldn't even have to be providing the verbal prompt or redirection because you could just you know, show that quick visual cue and then remove your attention of like, hey, my, my attention's not available right now. That reinforcement of my attention, like uh, you'll you'll get that attention back when you engage in the appropriate behaviors. Exactly. Yes. Um, which is another reason why I really enjoy using this. And again, you know, those verbals from us are really, really hard to fade in the long run. So I find whenever I can use them as little as possible, I, I try to do so. Um, so another token board that I use is I actually created like a first then type of token board. So I actually kind of split the token board in half and one side says, you know, first I need to do whatever the thing is. And then the other side will be, then I can earn. And then the child would, would pick the reinforcer. Um, but instead of, you know, earning those tokens, I just have the specific visuals that we might be working on. Um, and again, it's it's probably going to only be maybe one target, sit. You know, I work with kindergarten through second grade students. So at the beginning of the year, we spend a lot of time on this um, on this behavior because, you know, sitting can be very difficult and they're not used to, especially now with everything going on, the students haven't been used to being in the classroom, um, you know, in a long time. So we're spending a lot of time on working on sit. So again, um, giving that visual and um, the reinforcer has also been really effective. So again, when the child is sitting, they get the reinforcer. If the child gets up, the re reinforcer is automatically removed. They're no longer gaining access to that really fun, exciting thing that they, you know, enjoy. And again, that would be that like incompatible behavior you talked about earlier, right? You know, we can't sit and be running around the room at the same time. <laughs> Those things can't happen simultaneously. Exactly, exactly. So that's why I try to pick maybe one or two targets at the beginning of the year and we kind of build upon those things. Um, but exactly, they can't, you know, we can't be out of our seat and sitting at the same time. I love the idea of really um, individualizing, you know, a token system for each child because you're really, as you're explaining, able to really meet their needs as to what they're ready for. Like not all kids are going to be ready for you know, that waiting for a long time for reinforcement or managing multiple behaviors at the same time, that if you can kind of create these individualized systems, you're going to get a bigger bang for your buck because it's going to be, you know, at that kid's level. Exactly. Um, and I mean, I find, especially at the beginning of the year, that a lot of my students really need that extra support. And it's something that we can build upon and they can actually grow, you know, as the year progresses. So the child that started on maybe more of a first then in September, by, you know, June, he probably may be, you know, using a token board. So it's definitely um, that progression, which is really yes. nice. And that's so, like, so great to point out because that's one of my biggest pet peeves when, you know, that progression doesn't happen. I'm like, why do they still have exactly the same, you know, system that they had in September? And it's, 
you know, it's March and they, they're ready for something new. Like we should be upgrading them as kids get, you know, as kids have more skills and really see that change happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, which I mean, along with all the other things we have to do, I know it's hard, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I do, you know, really try to, to do that. And I just find that the children really respond to having the token board. I actually had one student in particular where the beginning of last year, he was the student where the teacher beforehand was kind of like, oh no, you know, you're getting, you're getting so-and-so and oh, he has all these behaviors. And so putting all these ideas in my head before the start of the year. Um, so this student spent a lot of the time out of his seat, dropping to the floor, running around the classroom, um, refusing to do his work. So this child never had any type of structure or token board in their life. So I immediately implemented a token board using the differential reinforcement. And, you know, it took, it definitely took some time. Um, But again, all these behaviors were already exhibited in his everyday life. Um, You know, he was able to sit, of course, he was able to, you know, do work when he wanted to do his work. And he was able to not be on the floor when he didn't want to be on the floor. So it was just a matter of bringing those behaviors into where I wanted to see them. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. I loved hearing all of these examples and the different ways I want to like see pictures of all of them, but I liked, <laughs> I liked how you explained them all. So um, thank you so much for, you know, explaining differential reinforcement and then really tying that into what that can look like on an everyday basis in a classroom. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I hope it was helpful. Yeah. Thanks, Jessica. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum, everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.